Welcome to Mouthing Off with Olivia. Hey guys, it's Olivia Caridi from The Bachelor, the girl with probably the biggest mouth you've ever seen. But now I'm using my huge mouth to talk really smart things with my favorite reality stars, influencers, YouTubers, you name it. They're going to mouth off too. Bam. This is Mouthing Off with Olivia. Guys, I've got another Love is Blind human. I've got Kenny! Let's go. I I was saying to Mark because I had Mark on last week. I get I you guys are like superstars to me. Yeah, I mean, you know, Mark is definitely more of a superstar than me. I uh I'm just a regular guy, uh currently rocking a mustache with a dad hat backwards. <laughs> drinking drinking bourbon, drinking bourbon out of a Yeti cup. You superstars make fame look so humble. Well, still humble. <laughs> humble background humble uh, existence (laughs) currently so kenny barnes everyone love is blind matched up with kelly yep we got a lot to discuss and i always like to start with who kenny was before this whole thing happened you were living in atlanta right yep okay what were you doing for work yeah so still in the same industry but yeah to provide some uh you know I guess, solid context, uh, born and raised uh, in Atlanta or just outside. Uh, but yeah, I grew up in Sewanee, Georgia, went to uh, you know, shout out North Cornette High School and then uh, yeah, graduated high school back in 2009. Okay. I continued to, continue to date myself, no pun intended, with the, uh, the dating show. Um, but yeah, we just keep getting older and older, definitely not younger. Ay, don't remind me. It's a fun, it's a fun time. So who, who I am and, and who I was before the filming, though, is uh yeah, industry-wise, I'm in uh, you know lighting specification sales. So my specific role is I uh, assist with the design of lighting control systems, and then I also kind of I kind of approach it at a different angle. So uh, I actually work with the specification community, so like architects, lighting designers, engineers on the front side, uh, meet with the general contractor, right, who's basically managing the entire project. Uh, but put together a system that's, you know, satisfactory for the application. And then I actually train all of the installers, right? It's like there's electrical contractors, there's low voltage contractors. Mm-hmm. I kind of project manage all that. Wow. And then also coordinate the, uh, the, the programming of the system. So gets, gets pretty technical, but I was doing uh, half of that uh, you know, before the show and another half I was just uh, doing just lighting uh, specification. So any commercial or architectural lighting detail. I was focused on, on applications like those. Sounds very smart. Very smart. Lots of smart things happening. Nah, just it's, uh, it requires a lot of attention to detail uh, and, and a lot of, uh, I'd say, organizational skills. I am by no means a brainiac, uh, <laughs> but, but I, I think, I think uh, very mechanically, uh, you know, I put you know, puzzles together really well. So if you ever have like a puzzle challenge, like I'm, I'm your guy. I love a puzzle. Yeah. Life's a puzzle, right? Uh, a freaking men. Yeah. Okay, so we know what you do for a living. Yep. And then on to the relationships. One of those guys that was like, I'm single for six years. Or one of those guys that's like, I dated someone for six years. Like, where did you sit there? Yeah, so uh, it's it's funny as I look back and, and a lot of the tendencies that I you know would still practice today had I not found Alexandra. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely a, a relationship guy. Uh, you know, leading up to the show, I'd actually been in a relationship probably about a, right at a year and a half uh, before before filming started, and that relationship was right over a year. 
Okay. So, uh, yeah, very much a relationship guy, uh, very much uh, into committed relationships. Uh, don't, I'm not the guy, and it's kind of you know, funny, people that meet me for the first time, just because my personality is so bubbly, they're like, oh, like, I bet, you know, he just, you know, dates and goes out and has fun. I love having fun, like the next person, but I just don't invest so much energy into like going through the motion, so to speak. Okay. Uh, I very much went into love is blind as just, Hey, you know, what do I have to lose? My friends, you know, fully supported me. My family fully supported me. None of us, if we're being candid, could ever expected, you know, what transpired. Like, even though we had a pretty good format of here's the expectations, there's no, there's nothing that you know we could have done to prepare ourselves for that. But yeah, that that's kind of just a background of how I approach relationships is just, I'm not a go through the motions guy. Uh, I, I definitely, I'm all in, uh, mostly as I've learned to my detriment sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's how we that. all learn, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's that's how we all learn. As far as casting goes, Mark said someone DM'd him and said, "Yo, do you want to do this show?" Like, how how were you spotted, if you will? Yeah, yeah. I've shared this uh, with a few people um, and all my friends now. One of my best friends, uh, Mitch Williford, he actually uh, turns 29 tomorrow. Oh, so it's, it's funny birthday. we're having this conversation. <laughs> but yeah, so the, the long and short of it was you know, going back to work as all things are connected. Uh, he and I were living together. So we were roommates. Uh, his now fiance, actually, uh, she had just moved in with us because she had graduated college. And I had not seen them probably on a consistent basis in like two or three weeks. And he knew I had been traveling a lot for work and I was at the office late at night on a, on a Wednesday of all days. Uh, and I feel my phone vibrates probably nine o'clock <clears throat> Eastern standard time phone vibrates. It's an email. It's from Mitch. And usually it's something just idiotic. And I was like, I just want time to even entertain this. So I literally like looked at it, saw my inbox and then I got back to work. Uh, he calls me cause I guess he noticed that like I'd probably just seen it. And he goes, Hey, he's like, did you get my email? I was like, yeah. Like what, like, what do you want me to do with this right now? It's nine o'clock. Like, leave me alone. So, Oh, you know, like, you know, you've been so busy and we know you like don't date, like there's, there's this show and it was a casting call for the real world. Oh, Mitch had met one of the uh, casting call uh, directors Hmm. at a Braves game, like four years prior and got put on our mailing list. She sends him like this fly by night, like, you know, you probably don't remember me, but I thought you were a great guy. And you always said, like, if you were you know, single, you, you'd do something like this or you wouldn't say no. Uh, and so obviously he said no because he was in a serious relationship. And uh, he's like, yeah, but do you mind if I share with my buddy? So that's how I got the wow. initial just inside track into a casting call uh, director. Dang. And from from that, and I'm not kidding you, it was like I didn't even acknowledge or you know acknowledge the receipt of the email. I had an epiphany. It was like, well, what's five minutes of my time? So after I got off the phone with Mitch, I sat there. I was like, all right, I'll fill it out. So I fill it out. Don't think anything of it. I get a call five, six minutes later. I'm not kidding you. Uh, and, it, and it's an L.A. LA area. Code. Yep. I answer, and it's, it's everything that you'd imagine it would be, right? It's like, it's, it's almost like a, you know, a telemarketer meets, you, you just bought like a term life insurance policy. I remember that call so much. Yep. And, and so she's, you know, selling me on this, you know, great idea. Like it's the real world, but, but, uh, you know, we're, we're about to be, you know, full for casting. Do you mind if I share your contact info with another one of my friends? And so I just at that moment said, sure. Like, you know, 
go ahead, right? Like I, I didn't think that like anything was going to come from that. And so as soon as I got phone with her, that's when I got a call 10 minutes later. And it was the casting call, uh, you know, director for Love is Blind. And uh, yeah, same thing. It's like you could take a different voice and overlay what they were telling me. And they're, they're all selling the same stuff. Like, you know, this is going to be the best thing. And you're, you're awesome. We think your personality oh, is great. Of course, yeah. And it's like, you're telling me all these things. You've seen my Instagram for all of like four minutes that we've been on the phone. <laughs> like, apparently I'm this, I'm this great guy. Yeah. I was like, you know, I, I'm going to go back. Like, thank you for the compliment. I'm flattered. Uh, you know, have a great rest of your life. And uh, yeah, that's kind of how all this happened. I, I was not searching for anything. I was not spotted on Instagram. It was just a connection with my buddy Mitch. So here we are. I mean, here's my thing. I, I don't know you all that well. I don't think you're someone who's like particularly keen to reality television. You're not like, oh, I, I always desired this. So no. I imagine you're someone who went into this and might have been a little bit nervous about like, quote unquote, your edit or like how to how to behave. Actually, a little off base. Really? First and foremost, I'm not going to play pretend like I'm Mr. Cool. Right? Okay. So, so that's just people in general. Like we all internalize things differently. And to say that, you know, no one gets nervous, like, ah, oh, it was just so easy. I would be, you know, completely fibbing. Um, what I quickly realized though, and, and to your point, like, yeah, I didn't know too much about reality TV. Like, you know, a lot of my you know, past relationships, like I'd watch Bachelor, I'd watch Bachelorette. Okay. Uh, I, you know, knew who you were. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, when you and I, you know, contacted each other, uh, my girlfriend was legitimately way more excited than me. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, like, that's, that's awesome. Like, you know, bring her on, bring her on. Where is she? We'll, we'll, we'll do a joint call with you. And I honestly, would love she'll that. talk to you about all of her insight with you know, the, the bachelor bachelorette franchise. Uh, and I'll sit there and I'll, <laughs> I'll endure it. That's, that's just who I am. Right. But, but, uh, yeah, I, so getting back to, you know, my stance and my approach of it was, I think it was actually to my benefit that I didn't have too much invested into what my perception of reality TV was. Yeah. Good, good, bad, or indifferent. And there was a, there was a moment that I'll, you know, you know, vividly remember it was probably like middle of day two. And, you know, the first day is just an absolute inrush. Everyone's getting to know each other. You know, we basically just got told, this is really what y'all are doing. Right. It's like, we didn't understand that we were going to be walking through corridors with, you know, 10 doors that lead to nowhere <laughs> to a pod into a pod that have, you know, it's just all of it was a big, big to do and produced well beyond anyone could ever imagine. Mm -hmm. So you take that and you're not settled, right? You're not settled going into it when you're in a holding room, you're not settled to when you walk on the set, you're not settled when you know, Nick and Vanessa Lachey, <laughs> obviously Nick, Nick Lachey casual. <laughs> Nick's awesome, right? I give him a lot of flack for that too, as, as the rest <laughs> of the world does. But um, yeah, like when we all find out, like you know, we didn't know that they were the hosts. So it was like all of that happened in a 24-hour period. And I'd say middle of day two, and it, I think it's, it's very important for you know, people in general, whether it's a reality TV show, whether it's a job interview, whether it's your current you know, employment, whether it's how you deal with your unemployment. And I think that's a, it's actually kind of a you know, coincidence. Quite fitting. Yeah, facing right now. But you know, how you choose to react to that, and that's from being introspective from how you've handled things in the past, how you apply it in that moment, and then what you do moving forward, it, it dictates, you know, whether it's going to be a positive or, or negative outcome or indifferent, right? Like maybe it feels like a plateau. And so middle of day two, I just sat there and thought to myself, like, all right, so what, 
what am I going to do now? Like I'm finally realizing what I'm here for. Mm-hmm. And you know, that kind of gets back to everyone needs to have a why, right? Like what, why am I here? What, am, why am I going to go through this? Mm-hmm. Am I willing to you know put myself through this? Because we're starting to kind of see the, the granularity, right? It's like, all right, like I know if I get on this direction, like well behind closed door number one, like this is what it's going to lead to, which is, you know, you're going to get engaged on a reality TV show. All right. Well, how, how is that going to be, you know, perceived from your friends, from, right. from, uh, you know, from past relationships. And then you break it into, it's like, well, like open door number two, I could, you know, just go through the experience and, uh, you know, put myself and commit myself into the experiment, date all these strangers, <laughs> and then just apply those takeaways to the real world. Right. Like there was a part of me where it was like, you know, I really don't want to throw myself out there to be that vulnerable to become engaged on a reality show and then to see where that leads. Right. Because just to be frank, like that is, I think the driving you know, motivator for all of us was yeah. that, well, like if we want to be on the show and we want to be part of the final cast, like, yeah, of course we're going to want to, you know, get engaged, get engaged on the show. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you go through all those motions. And then the third was, you know, I also don't have to be here. You know, that, that's been documented and, you know, granted there's, there's always gray uh, to some of the things that are stated by you know, the directors of the show, but I've got nothing but respect for, for everyone that, you know, supported us. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, that was a, that was a valid point. Like we didn't have to be there. Us as human beings are stubborn as hell. And we kind of wanted to be there because you want to prove to yourself. It's like, well, I can be comfortable in the uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so applicable to, again, anything that you do in life. So yeah, that's the, the long winded answer to your question of like, was I worried or scared? I really wasn't that nervous about the uncertainty and unknown. Um, I, and I, I attribute that a lot to just the stuff that I'd done, you know, leading up to it. Like, uh, you know, participated in college athletics. So I, I had a scholarship to play football, you know, played in really large venues, uh, played North Dakota State's uh, Fargo Dome, which packs like 30,000 people. I, I hope some North Coast state fans listen to this. There's, there's many. <laughs> you learn throughout the years of like how to manage being uncomfortable. And so for me, it's like, well, I, I get along with pretty much anyone. Uh, you know, I have got my quirks, you know, just like the next person, but I just knew if I am who I am and, you know, I'm, I'm on my best behavior, I don't give them you know one chance to, you know, somehow produce me in a different way. And, and you know what, at the end of the day, even if they were able to produce me in a way that was, you know, anti my character or alternative to my character. What does it matter? Mark did give us a lot of insight into the pods and and how it all worked and stuff like that. But I do have some follow-ups. Obviously day one was insane because you went on a ton of dates. Yeah. And then as it goes on, they're a little bit longer. Can you remember maybe what your longest date was? Yeah. So day one, 15 dates, right? So we, we dated every single person. So every single woman from the guy's perspective, vice versa. Um, and they were, they were 10 minute speed dates. So really quick hitters. And those 10 minutes felt like they were 30 seconds right. because you're just so excited. You want to ask a thousand questions and you know, some, sometimes you're having trouble just, you know, presenting who you are. <laughs> and he said you were only allowed to do like two questions on the first day. He said it was like family and something else is what he asked. Do you remember what yours were? Yeah, they, they framed that for us. They being the produ- you know, the, the creators, right? And then our producers, we were, you know, basically assigned to different groups of production teams. But 
um, they would frame the conversation. And so I, I think that's what Mark was trying to, you know, get to is they give us an idea, right? Because all of us, you know, all of us were going to deal with it differently. Half of us were like very comfortable. I'd say a large percentage were not. And so it's like, you get thrown in a room, like, what do I want to talk about? Yeah. It's like, talk about your family. Family's always a go-to. <laughs> it, it was very, very much, uh, you know, Hey, if this was a first date and you know, you know, it was referenced often, but you know, the, the parallel to, you know, uh, modern dating, right. So like dating apps and the superficial, just 21 you know, game of 21 questions. Of that was, that was really the, the first day of speed dates and you know, how, how much detail are you going to get into with 10 minutes two of which two, the first two minutes, right? 20% of the conversation is just like, I'm just trying to get myself settled or get the other person set. A lot of times it was getting the other person settled to where it's like, we're just having a conversation. And that's who you knew maybe was like more of a fit. It's exactly who it was, right? It's like, you know, who, who calms you? Right. Is, is there any like reciprocity here? And then, so you kind of, you feed off of someone else's energy just like you do in, in real life and in, in person. Uh, but when you only have someone's voice to base your reaction off of, mm-hmm. you can only imagine. I mean, if you and I close our eyes right now and just were talking, like we would probably talk slower and we'd probably talk smoother. And I'd say that the direction of the conversation would probably be almost even better because we're coherently just listening to each other. So, so longest, longest date though, I'll, I'll circle back to longest date. So longest date would have to have been one of the um, after hours dates. I don't know if Mark ever got to that. Well, yeah. I mean, cause one of my questions was like, is there someone that says, okay, this is your time you're done. Or could you like fall asleep in there? Yeah. Yeah. We, we could do whatever. So now that I'd say the rules and restrictions definitely changed once we got through the first, what was it? Three days. So after the third day, that's, that's when they cut, uh, you know, an X amount of people. And, and to my recollection, they cut five. So it went from 15 to 10 after three days. And it, you know, for mul- multitude of reasons, right? Like they weren't finding matches. Uh, everything was being tracked, but nothing was being manipulated based off of who talked to who and, and how long you get to talk to who. It was solely based off of our decision. So we would rank, you know, if it's 15, we would rank one through 15 of the people we enjoyed in that order. And then you, you'd want to make sure that, you know, the, and for, for me, for the first, I'd say four or five days, it was you know, three or four women. So it was like, hey, like I'm still enjoying you know, talking to them. So I'd make sure they're in my top five. Or I'd make sure they're in top, my top 10 at least. And uh, there was no guarantee that they, on the other side, the women. Oh, right. I didn't even consider that, that yeah. they're doing it too. Some guys, I can only speak from the guy's perspective and what I saw, but it's, you know, the same thing was happening on the, on the woman's side. Right. Uh, is a lot of the guys that got, you know, the boot, so to speak, it's just because poor chance. Like they may have listed someone that they could have actually ended up engaged with. Yeah. And that's just, that's the way life works, right? Sometimes you just, you, you play your hand and then that's what you're dealt. But uh, getting back to, was there someone uh, you're monitoring or managing the length of the conversations first three days, hundred percent. We were on a stopwatch because they needed to get content. They needed us to get through dating every single person yeah. uh, and they wanted to you know allow us to at least get to other details because you know yeah three days is fast but when you're on that phase of the experiment and it's 12 days total that's a large percentage of the of the time that we have to to you know commit ourselves to these people so they don't want 20 minutes of a boring ass date too no 
No. And, and I think, uh, <laughs> the, the, the understatement of the, of the entire, uh, you know, <laughs> podcast would probably be, there was plenty of entertaining uh, content that was, that was not shared. Damn it. Probably more so. It's, it's been said before. I, I feel the same way about this by, you know, my fellow cast members, but, uh, there could be almost three shows with the amount of content that they got. They, they really could be. It could be, they could have made a show just about like meet the Lachey's and all of, all of the ridiculousness that was, you know, us at the you know hotel the day before. Oh, before the show started quarantine. Yeah. Basically trying to introduce each other. Right. Uh, we're getting acclimated to us being in these like holding rooms at hotels and then, you know, hey, you guys go to bed. We kept you up until, you know, midnight, gave you pizza, and then you can't go to sleep. You have a roommate, right? So it's this person you've never met before. They're equally going through, you know, just this chaos internally. And then you wake up, you have breakfast, pretending like everything's hunky-dory, and then, you know, it's all the staging. It's like us getting ready. They could do a whole mini-series on just, like, what it's like to be, you know, prepped for Love is Blind. I wish they had done, like, not even bloopers, but just clips from the shitty awkward dates yeah oh I, I had my fair share we all did but you know just like you're connecting the dots the first three days it's just a bunch of fluff so there were ridiculous things like i i sang a couple times you know it's like just doing just doing stupid stuff right you know it's like well like, i guess i'll try this you know maybe, maybe this is the deal breaker like, i don't want to miss out on my potential uh my t- potential wife on this uh, dating show so yeah, all bets are off. Like I was just, I'll sing, you know, try to make bad jokes, which I'm, I'm actually good at that. That, that's where to, to your point, it's like you know the scenes of of me playing the bongo, yes. like Mark, Mark goofing off with his guitar. guitar like, yeah. That was well documented, but it was always serious, right? Like he's got his guitar, like he's ready to go. No, dude, he he goofed off. Like I'd hear him. The, the pods were soundproof, so you could never hear conversation. Oh, okay. But any time that he was within close proximity, which, you know, that's like five pods away, you'd hear him strumming, <laughs> making up songs, you know, missing chords. Sorry, buddy. Um, he's great. <laughs> well, obviously, as we know, you, you choose Kelly uh, over everyone. But was there anyone else that struck your fancy during the whole experiment? Yeah. So it really kind of came down to it was it was Kelly, Elsie. Um, and then Lexi, who she was somewhat, uh, I guess her footage was somewhat tiny, shown tiny bit. Yeah. Uh, very, very tiny bit. Unfortunately, because you know, Lexi's, Lexi's great too. Um, who else am I forgetting? So I already told you it was Jessica, Elsie, Lexi, no, Jessica. Yeah. Jessica. So really like th- those were the four and I'd say it was kind of a, dare I say toss up the first, you know, three or four days, yeah. but get, getting down to the last bit of it. Yeah. It really ended up being, I'd say. Probably LC, Lexi, and Kelly were the final three. Okay, but you know Jessica was uh, you know in there. I'd say up, up until about day six or seven, and then you just you realize it was like, all right, well Barnett and Mark, you know, they they definitely there was there was a noticeable awkwardness. It, it was it was a lot more noticeable uh, than than most people than, than the average audience would would have known. Well, it's so funny. Mark talks about it like, oh yeah, it was fine. Like. I knew who he wanted. He knew who I, I was like, I doubt that. I'm sorry. There had to have been some sort of awkwardness. No, just here's the, uh, the, the spill in the tea. Yeah, please. Barnett was more conflicted than what they showed uh, on the show. Okay. Like that was a ongoing drama of itself. 
Barnett and like how he's feeling. Four days nonstop. And I had conversations with him, supporting the whole time. I love Barnett. He and I actually, we talked uh, the other day. They, that could have been, you know, a focus that would have been produced even further. But it was noticeable that he was having a lot of internal confliction. Mm. Mark and him, you know, we were all really close just because of, you know, the proximity that we had to be around each other. But yeah, like we, we formed a, uh, you know, definitely a brotherhood, mm-hmm. uh, as you should. Uh, we, I'd say it was really Mark, me, and then another guy, Matt Thomas, really made a point to just set the record straight and kind of set the, 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 the you know, kind of the baselines for everyone of this is not going to be, uh, you know, the bachelor, <laughs> probably the bachelorette where you got guys like being passive aggressive with each other. Like, yeah. I was like, we're not going to condone that. Uh, and, and again, like not in an aggressive sense, but it was just like, this is that's it's nonsense that's not what this is this is something that's completely different uh and and within the you know the the phase of the pod dating it really was i mean when are you ever going to be removed from your phone from your friends input your family input never don't have access to tv never what pushed kelly i hate to say like over the finish line but what what stood out to you Kind of circling back to what we already talked about, it's just that level level of comfort. Okay. So conversation with her was always comfortable. Uh, she seemed about as even keel with the experiment that I was the entire time. So she and I, every time we got to talk, which really, you know, it breaks down like only once a day after, you know, once a day for the last like six days. But you can totally fall in love in that amount of time. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> You, you can, uh, you know, I, I don't want to, uh, to offend those that are still together because, you know, Lauren and, Lauren and Cameron, I, I love them to death, uh, you know, and again, everyone gets back to this kind of the, the blanket statement of life is everyone, you know, goes through life's experiences differently. And, you know, that is what for, for you know, what it is now uh, for the time being, that's, that's what they both needed. And, and they were able to find each other. That's awesome. I, I applaud them. Protect them at all costs. All costs. Yep. And, and, and applaud them for, for what they're doing now. Uh, you know, me and Cameron, I think Lauren's actually talked a couple times on Instagram too. But yeah, I mean, nothing but respect for really the entire, you know, other you know, members of the show. But them in particular, you know, Amber and Barnett, respect the heck out of them. I'm a big like microscopic to macroscopic guy, microcosms to macrocosms. Like that's just how I think more people should conduct themselves and treat each other. It's like, you don't have to agree with what they did because they don't agree with what you did, right? Like there's things that they probably have their opinions on. But if us as a society would just be a little more forgiving and understanding, there'd probably be a lot of less drama. And I think that people would see eye to eye a lot more because at the end of the day, it's like, I just want people to be happy. I want people to treat each other with respect. Uh, you know, you can throw the golden rule out there if you want, but it's, it's even more simple than that. Like, don't, don't get it tattooed on your arm. Like, oh, it's a reminder, <laughs> like sh- show kindness. Like, do you have to put that there? Like you, you need that? Like, just, how about you just do it? Like what, once you just you make that a, a normal thing, but yeah, get, all, all kidding aside, it's just, that's, that's kind of the, you know, the whole opinion of, of how people went through the show, but yeah, it came down to Kelly really just because there was a, a mutual level of comfort. And I'd say that's the best way to, you know, kind of put it into, into quick summary is just, you know, we were both comfortable with how we were dealing with the situation, managing others' emotions. You know, that, that's something that really wasn't addressed often uh, with the production. But, you know, we were also all doing our fair share of just 
like, hey, like if you're having a tough time, let's talk about it. Just helping each other through it. Helping each other get through it. And, and that's the way that, you know, family is. So, you know, in essence, we all became family members uh, throughout the you know, the pod filming. Um, but, you know, we, we just did our best. I think that's, you know, not to to be cliche, but we just did the best we could with the, with the tools we were given and, and the resources that we had. And uh, unfortunately or fortunately uh, for that situation, we didn't have any outside resources. We, we didn't have phone a friend. We didn't have, Hey dude, like you won't believe this. Like I've been cooped up for four days and like, I've got this big date tonight. Like if I called Mitch and was like, Hey, let me, let me frame this for you. He'd be like, you've lost your mind. He's like, you're a loon. Yeah. Please get some sleep. Stop. Get your shit together. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite questions, based on her voice, what did you think Kelly looked like? Based on her voice, this is actually the first time I've ever shared this. Based on her voice, I actually envisioned uh, someone that looks almost spitting image of my now girlfriend, Alexandra. Really? So taller? Pegged her to be taller. Uh, I'll just, I'll give you my, my girlfriend's spec. Yes, sure. Pegged her to be 5'6 to 5'7. I pegged her to have, you know, dark uh, brown hair. Brunette. Uh, yep. Pe pegged her to, you know, be athletic, but not like too into fitness, mm -hmm. even though I knew Kelly was a trainer. It's like, figured just like to be very lean, right? Like very slender and, uh, and just a, a naturally, you know, beautiful person. And, and that's, that's who I have like, no, no tangent, uh, now. intended, but that's who I have now. I mean, like, yeah, Alexander's all those things. And then some just visually, physically, that's, that's what I envisioned. So to speak to the reveal day, right? It's like when the, when the, when the doors open, that's what I had in mind. We didn't talk about physical attributes all the way up to that point. So others, others had those conversations. Uh, she and I, and any of the other you know, women that I talked to, we all agreed just to not talk about that stuff. A surprise. To, exactly. To, to my knowledge, other uh, members of the guys, I guess kind of like hinted to the girls what I looked like. Oh. To my knowledge, Kelly didn't hear anything. I think the only thing she knew is that I was like somewhat tall. She knew I was 6'2". Someone had told her. I don't know if it was like Wesley or, or Matt or someone, but someone had leaked that. But aside from that, I don't think anyone knew, knew what I looked like. Well, reveal day comes. You guys get engaged. Then you all go to uh, Mexico and yep. it's this like honeymoon thing. And it, it, everyone thought that you guys were a solid couple. You could tell that you communicated quite well. Yep. Someone on the Facebook page said, was there a point where you knew like you wouldn't get married? Yeah. So I really can't speak to the, the whole truth. And not that I don't trust you, but I, I actually can't even say it. No one's been recorded. But yeah, th there was a time in Cancun where you know we knew that it, things weren't going to, to progress. Okay. And, you know, it just back, back, you know, pedal a little bit to, it was such a an enriching emotional experience to connect with someone to that level without even seeing them. Yeah. But that's not to detract from the value that the physical does play into of course. the relationship. We, we both were a hundred percent on board with that. Uh, I am respectful. So how my character was shown uh, throughout the show was very consistent. Like it's, it's never going to be, my, yeah, it's never going to be my place to, to force that initiative. Right. Um, you know, we're, we're going to take every single day, you know, as its own blessing, uh, deal with it as, as those things need to be introduced. And uh, yeah, I mean, that topic was brought up. We had several conversations that were kind of framed around that. 
Uh, obviously, they showed some of those. I think that was actually one of the big points, right, was that we chose not to not to have sex. And I guess now that we're talking about it, I'll just clarify once and for all. Uh, I made a comment when I was waking up, I think, I guess I was, as it was produced, I was waking up after the first night. And yeah, and then I and then they like backpedaled to that. We were all talking amongst us guys oh, yeah, about yeah, yeah. who had done what, right? The birds and the bees and like you know, the, the tell, you know, let, let's tell each other like what's going on. I made a comment because I, you know, have very sarcastic humor. I made the comment that I couldn't get out of bed the next day, right? Yes. That was not referring to us having sex in any shape or form. It was, hey, let, let's just say, as, as I actually, I want to make sure I'm exactly spot on with this. Okay. It was, let's just say that I couldn't go for a run this morning. That's what I said. Mm. So w- what I meant by that was I didn't want to get out of bed because I was aroused. That's it. Not like... That I was sore. We were up all night fornicating, right? <laughs> like, you know, this is... We, we, we got it on. Like, oh. that's, it's, it's amazing. And, and that was just one instance where it's amazing. What they can uh, do. Just for me of how things can get so skewed. And all of a sudden in social media. They go wild. Social media is like, oh, Kenny's a liar. Like, yep. well, he said he didn't have sex. And he clearly had sex with that woman. It's like, you know, I'll do my Bill Clinton impersonation. It's like, I did not. Have- I did not. Have sexual relations yeah. with that woman. With that woman. <laughs> I didn't. She was my constituent, but I swear I did not do it. <laughs> you can't get mad at production, but you can get mad at production sometimes. You're like, oh, why? Ugh. Disappointed. Just, dis- it's, I was like, it's unfortunate that that was spun that way. Because it's just, it couldn't have been further from the truth. At least the team that was with us, they knew that that was completely from the, you know, far from the truth. And it was like, yeah, I get it. They're trying to get like a, you know, arouse out of the audience. Right. So they're doing their job. They did a great job. Kinetic content, Netflix, you got a great Peace bless, love. blessings. Yeah, Blessed I, got, day. I got nothing. Let's just, I guess, get to wedding day. Yeah. So you you get down the aisle or whatnot, and Kelly says no. And at least from what was produced, you were kind of mad. Um, and then later on, you posted on Instagram like, oh, you know, we had decided that like we were not going to get married. So in that moment where you were feeling super angry, like what was going through your mind? Was it more just like, I'm so sick of getting questions about this or I just want to go home? Like what was, what were you feeling? So it's a culmination as, as anyone would imagine, just getting some of the facts in order. Um, in, in the experiences that we were, you know, that we, that we had and the situations that we you know, were put through. Yeah. Uh, all of it was voluntary. Right. So it's like, you know, we did the best that we could. So I'm never going to play the victim card. Like, Oh, he made us do this and that. No, not the case at all. Uh, yeah. It's, it's a culmination of everything. I, I spoke to that in my address to our guests and I guess I'll kind of elaborate further is, you know, she and I both knew that we were, you know, not going to get married. Right. That's my stance. I'm not trying to argue with anyone. Uh, you know, Kelly also said it, so I, I don't feel like I'm the only one that's, you know, saying that that agreement existed. But no, she said it too. Yep. Yeah, we, we both agree. Well, and just, yeah, things have happened. Things have been stated that, uh, you know, go against that you go that her? dialogue. Well, I'll, I'll address that too. We'll, we'll get to that. Okay. Point. okay. But 
yeah, the, the wedding day in particular, it's like it's just a culmination of all the emotions. Uh, I'm very much a sensitive person, but I'm very aware of my surroundings. And I try to be very courteous to understanding uh, what it would be like if I was a stranger that walked into that room. What it would be like to be, you know, my sisters that walked into that room. What it would be like to be her friends and family. I felt like it was something that I owed to them that was not requested. It was not scripted. Uh, you know, to, to give you context, I, you know, the, the night before I sat and just thought about all those, um, you know, variables. And I thought about how that would, like, if I was having a conversation with this person, like, what would I tell them to make them at least just have a sense of understanding? Yeah. Uh, and that's really what I was going for. Uh, but yeah, with all that being said, like I knew what was coming, she knew what was coming, but I also asked people to think about this. You just spent 46 days going through this process, uh, face to face time. You just spent 30 ish days with this person that you're at the altar with, yep. uh, a lot of highs, a lot of lows. That's life. You've got your friends and family there. They have no idea what's going on. You got her friends and family that they're watching you. And they seem to really like you too. We got along very well. Uh, so I mean, all, all that was accurate. I mean, you might, my family has nothing but respect for the, the chases, uh, you know, and really we have nothing but respect for the majority of people. But in, in this instance, like, yeah, we want them to be healthy and happy and, you know, nothing but, you know, blessings away. Seriously, like not to be, yeah. uh, to sugarcoat. It's just like, that's how we felt the entire time. But uh, in that moment, when I'm standing up there, it's like, I just don't want and I won't stand for people to say like, oh, well, like, you know, if it was scripted, you know, they produce it the wrong way. It was it was off my chest. That was straight from the cuff. Uh, I had had an idea of what I would say in that moment. You mean to everyone when she. Yeah, the, the, okay. the address that they showed. Yeah, I mean, that that was a they, they chopped that down to like what? 35 seconds. Yeah, I much. talked nonstop for 10 minutes, okay. walking people through the journey that they were you know, basically seeing the, the end result of. So it's like, I, I would be remiss if I didn't provide y'all context. So here you go. Meaning maybe that like she didn't break everyone's heart by saying no, because you gave context and that the families yep. were not mad or, or anything afterwards. Exactly. Okay. Yep. Because, because that was my ultimate goal was, you know, to not allow Kelly to be put in a position where she could get attacked. I see. I'm not saying that that didn't happen, um, but that was the hope. Yep. And that was the, that was the hope, but it was also just to shed light on the fact that we're both human beings and, you know, people, people make decisions every single day. And for us, it was a decision that we made well before uh, that we never thought that we would be you know, in that moment. Yeah. And so here I am, you know, at least I was just trying to be respectful which would probably be a, another great way to describe what I was doing, but I was just trying to show respect uh, to the people. And I had the fore foresight to say, Hey, like night before, right. th this is a significant thing. I, I should take this seriously. And, and that's something that I took and I will continue to apply is there's going to be a lot of, a lot of things in life, even more so that are not convenient. Uh, some people are going to come up with a reason why, well, it's not necessary to go through, you know, that level of detail. Like people don't care. You can hear the, you can hear the naysayers, right? Like yeah, of course. Oh, you, that's unnecessary. You know what? That's what you choose to do. I, I chose to do it my way. 
mm-hmm. and at the end of the day, that's what that that's what matters most. Because if you're doing it in a respectful way, right. you can only predict that people are going to have respect for you. You might not agree with what I did or how I did it, but just have respect that I did it right. and didn't do something differently. Right. And that that was really where it, where it kind of breaks down. And that's that's something that I learned from from the show of, amongst you know several other things too. So. I think that's something to focus on is that once I realized it, it's like, Hey, this is a dating show. This was a, you know, a psychological experiment. I really just wanted to use those takeaways and apply them to real world. Um, and, and in real life, uh, as an application to improve myself. Well, here's something that uh, we, I discussed with Mark, but there was a lot of time between filming ending and the show airing. Yep. Did you film the reunion like two years later? We did. So was it more or less awkward because that much time had passed? I'd say there's no comparison. I, I think it was just uh, not the I guess equivalent, but it was a an equivalently awkward situation, but for a bunch of different reasons, right? Yeah. Because we were all, as couples, right, as cast members, we were all in different phases of our lives at this point. You had a girl, your girlfriend already. Yep. And, uh, you know, I've already answered just, just like myself, but I can only imagine, you know, and I can only assume that every other cast member went through the same thing or something similar to me. Uh, and that's just related to the show, right? Like, we, we don't know, you know, who's faced hardship. We don't know who had... A death in the family or a friend that's been sick or you know a loss of job like you just have no idea and so all of this time has transpired it's legitimate life we've had our own experiences we had our experiences and takeaways from the show now you factor in these two variables we didn't know that the show was ever going to be produced then we were told three to four weeks before they're going to announce it that the show is going to exist so all of us, and I try to paint pictures, it's like, so all of us have been in this you know, newfound reality. We, we've hopefully improved ourselves, some of which have remained together, can, can only imagine how they dealt with this. Because it's like, yeah, we're married. And we might want to have a baby and we can't. Well, we can't. Yeah, like we can't tell you. And, you know, just so that's one aspect. But yeah, just everyone had to deal with different variables. And uh, you know, then how, let's speed it up to, we've waited almost what a year and eight months, year and nine months since filming, uh, you know, concluded. And then we're told three weeks from now, you know, Netflix is taking the show and they're going to announce it. It's like, wait, what? Like I, I live in Charlotte now. You guys are going to want me to come back for, you know, filming and for social. Like this is a geographic, uh, you know, logistical nightmare. Like I, I can't do this again. You know, that's what I thought to myself. It's like, I, I really don't want to do this again. Um, and especially just because it's like, I didn't have resentment for anything or anyone. It's just, I'd moved on. Like I, I was so settled with, with my life, with my career, you know, I'd made a huge jump, uh, to, you know, leave my condo in Atlanta, find a renter, you know, I'm in an awesome relationship and, and still am, you know, with, with Alex and we're coming up on 11 months, but it's like all these things are falling into place and Hey, all of a sudden let's go back. Yeah. So, so go back. And now, now almost put everything on pause. And that's where I just, I'm so grateful to have had the support from my friends and family, but really comes down to, I would not have been able to get through it the way I did without, you know, Alexander's support. Mm -hmm. That's legitimately how I feel. She, she was phenomenal from start to finish. Uh, She dealt with her own, you know, internal demons because, you know, as I could only imagine, like she, yeah, 
she's a she's a saint. I mean, I compare it to like couples that get off The Bachelor, they're in a relationship, but then they have to watch everything all over again and like prepare each other yeah. for what they're about to see. I mean, I know she wasn't on the show, but yeah, I'm sure you had conversations like, okay, this might happen in this episode or. Well, there's that, you know, whole uh, intention of just to use a, a poor word here, but damage control, right? It's like, I want to, I want to be proactive with this. Yeah. Uh, I want to give you ammunition uh, to where you feel comfortable and confident as you already should, but it's like you feel comfortable with the things that might get thrown at you. Yeah. At the end of the day, expect unexpected because there's things that are also equally outside of my control. And, and we, we tried to, to set the ground rules there too. And you know what, as predicted, there were things that we, uh, we had very long winded discussions on uh, of, you know, not seeing eye to eye. And uh, at the end of the day, that's how we dealt with it and we got through it and it was not easy. That was probably as difficult, if not even more difficult because it was a true, authentic, real thing in that, you know, in the, in the moment. And now I'm having to defend myself and the actions that were portrayed versus the true events that took place and the context behind things versus the content that was shared. But then it's also mitigating people's opinions and how they also share them with her and her family and my family. Like it's a, it's a multitude of things and uh, it is what it is, right? It, it was never my place to, to play the victim. This was something that I volunteered to do and, and I, I dealt with the positives and I, and I, I deal with the, with the negatives and yeah, I, I don't really believe that there was any failure. It's just, I learned a lot from the things I did well and I learned a lot from the things that I probably should have done differently. Do you want to address the the ghosting stuff? Absolutely. Well, basically, I'll I'll give some context. Uh, sometime, some I don't even know when it happened, but Kelly said I thought we were going to date after the show, and I wrote Kenny a letter, and I didn't hear back, which spun into this whole ghosting situation. So, so what's yeah? What's your take on that? Ah, uh, well, first and foremost, the connotation or negative connotation that centers around ghosting. Yes. Uh, I, I would not say that it is, uh, you know, applicable to what I did. And for my reasons, I will give Kelly credit to the sense that, you know, at least she acknowledged. And I think a you know, numerous amount of articles where I had told her on the last day of filming, you know, Hey, I'm not, I'm not emotionally there. I got to focus on me. The, the principle of that, uh, conversation is is really this is i was not comfortable with pretty much everything that we just went through Mm -hmm. and and i needed time to focus on just getting myself grounded uh i felt like just the back and forth uh between just me and her like it it wasn't healthy uh it was not going to continue to be healthy if we stayed around each other it's like i think that we just truly needed a, a nice separation so that was that was the initial objective for me was just like I got to make sure my, like that I am personally sound. Like if, if this was ever going to be a thing, like, you know, we've got to focus on that. I I was so scared in that moment that I was, you know, on the brink of potentially changing forever. Right. And to not ever get back to, you know, truly who I am and get lost in all the stuff that I just dealt with. And just to be candid and frank, like, yeah, I had no interest in dating um, I'd say the last like five days. Okay. So I was, I was a hundred percent checked out and, and that's where my frustration and, and hopefully you know, me drawing these, these lines help people understand my frustration on the wedding day was as much to do with, 
I was just checked out. You just wanted to I go. Was, I was tired. I was tired of, uh, you know, answering questions respectfully, kindly, and abundantly, right? It's like, you can keep asking me the same question. I know you're trying to get a reaction out of and me. And you're referencing Jimmy. Yes, poor, poor Jimmy. Uh, I, I know he was just doing his job. And uh, even in that address, it's like, you know, they all knew that I was being nothing but respectful. Uh, but I'm also a person too, where it's like, if you put me in a corner and you continue to berate me and uh, to interrogate me is, is, is how I would compare it to, and I did not budge, did not flinch. And it got to a point where they were wanting me to potentially speak out at Kelly, about Kelly, my frustrations at Kelly. And that's, and you know, to, to, you know, hopefully not get off of what I said specifically or verbatim, but yeah, it was like, that's inappropriate what you just asked. Yeah. You guys are done. Like I'm done. We're good. I've done what you want me to do. This yeah, is it. I, I've, I've, I've fulfilled my, <laughs> my duties. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And that, that's, that's really, you know, probably the, the best way to describe, you know, why I was more animated than they had shown. That it was a different Kenny than we had ever, ever seen because we had never seen you get, you know, flustered or whatnot. So I'm sure people yeah. were like, oh, my gosh, he's all mad. Yeah, it was su surprisingly that was received almost even better. Yeah, it was. People thought that, uh, you know, I was such a common collected person, which for the most part I am, but I'm, I'm a human being. And yeah, I, I did it respectfully. I, I actually am proud to say that I did not swear one time on the show. Wow. That was something that I, I knew. It was like, if, if I, not to be like in fear of what people think, it's just to me, uh, perception and, and how you portray yourself is invaluable. And if you give them, you know, an inch, they're going to take a mile, give them as much of yourself as you can, mm -hmm. but don't give them something that's not you because it's a caricature of what is, you know, entertaining. Right. If, if people aren't entertained by me, guess what? I don't live my life to entertain people. So, so you felt like by the end of, of the whole process that, that Kelly understood that you didn't want to pursue a relationship. And that's why this whole ghosting thing maybe was a surprise to you. Well, yeah, hundred uh, percent mutually understood, hundred percent mutually understood. I, I can't uh, emphasize that enough. And uh, yeah, the, the whole ghosting thing just to provide other context too is, uh, you know, the whole, well, you know, I, I expected him to respond to these letters. Well, let, let me tell you this person to person, me and Kelly ex-girlfriend, you know, it doesn't matter you and your exes, if someone asks you for the respect and decency to give you space and five days later you receive a 12 page front and back letter that goes into very descriptive detail of the things that you dreamed about and the things that you envisioned, mm. you know, not only is that disrespectful, um, but it's definitely cause for concern of, well, let me, let me be very specific here. Not cause for concern. It more or less just solidifies my reason for needing distance and needing se separate, yeah, separation, because she equally needed time to distance herself and get back to what she needed to focus on. And that was my main, you know, goal was like first, I need it. Yeah, I can speculate that you need it, and the fact that you didn't respect my request to have distance, you know, she I think was optimistic in some of the articles about. Well, you know, be, being hopeful, we might get get back together. That was never discussed. And, uh, you know, again, it was not going to happen, but that doesn't give her the right to then just break the agreement that we had. 
uh, of, of distancing and, and write me that letter and then to follow it up with another letter like a couple weeks later. And that was just kind of, you know, icing on the cake. I was like, hey, we went through this experience. We're not going to ever take that away. I, I want you know, nothing but the best for you. As far as you and I are concerned, like there is never going to be, you know, be a me and you. And that's, you know, in no disrespect, it's just that's facts and, and it's okay. And yes, it was unique that we met on a, you know, a now internationally recognized dating yes. show. At the end of the day, it's just, it's two people that went through an experiment and experience together, made the most of it. We learned a lot. We had a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, we both built relationships with other cast members that are going to last a lifetime and, and no one can take that from us. But that's my like positive spin of, you know, of sunshine and yeah. the, in the negative of, you know, like, oh, well, he ghosted her and you know, he didn't fulfill what he said. Nah, it's just not the case. And it got to, you know, the fact of, you know, after the show, it probably was about, I'd say four months until I even entertained downloading a dating app, probably, probably another two months. So it was like six months after I actually like went on my first uh, Bumble date and, you know, chose not to talk about the show. Right. It's like, which is hard, which is hard because you know what we at that time also didn't know we as cast members, we didn't know that they were going to drop it you know, two weeks from now. So it's like, <laughs> Hey, I'm going to go on this date with this girl, get her, you know, throw her. Like it was that fear and just acknowledgement <laughs> of like, I'm going to get, I'm going to bring her into all this nonsense. Right. And then, Hey, by the way, like things have been going great. Uh, I hope you're ready for Netflix. Yeah. Like, so uh, that was, I think, if anything else, it was just I was being respectful to anyone else that I dated, right? And it was only it was only two dates I went on, uh, both of which uh, ended after the you know, first two. And I, I think it's a combination of it just wasn't the right fit. And honestly, I, I wasn't ready. And if there's any takeaway from that, it's like people out there, just because you're not able to go on dates and you're not connecting with someone or you're just not able to to be who you need to be, it's not a bad thing. You're not broken. You don't need to fix yourself. There's nothing wrong with you. It's a it's a sign to focus on yourself more. Like get, give yourself more grace and, and, and figure out what you want. There's nothing wrong with that. Someone because this is I was on The Bachelor and we have a lot of Bachelorette fans. Someone said, "I know you're happy with your girlfriend, but did you see that former Bachelorette Hannah Brown thought you were pure gold?" <laughs> oh man, uh, yeah. So I I, I was uh, made aware of that. Uh, <laughs> it, it started. It really started with my current girlfriend. So so Alexandra and all of her friends. I think they were not not her, but her friends. They were very much in tune with what was going on with the show. Uh, they, you know, are all about social media. So they're following people's comments and tracking. It was like, it was like playing, you know, uh, where's, where in the world is Carmen San Diego, yeah. right? Like <laughs> they, they would find some person out there that like, I'm somewhat connected to. Like you, you I was like, I don't even know these people, y'all. Like, they, I don't care what they say, but I, I did, I did uh, hear about that. And that's pretty cool. It, you know, it's, it's flattering. Uh, I just to, to be, to be honest and candid, I had watched dancing with the stars, uh, with current girlfriend, um, Alex and I are watching it. And I like, I knew who she was. I knew that, you know, she was on, you know, the bachelor and bachelorette outside of that. Like I wouldn't be able to tell you much about her. Uh, and that's why when people came up, like Alex was more or less like, Hey, like you, you know, like, who Hannah Brown is like, she's that girl that was on dance with the stars. And I said, yeah, like, that's, that's great. <laughs> and like, I, I quickly, and as, as guys out there would, would respect, it's like, and understand, I quickly just kind of changed the subject and like 
focused on the things that matter. And so recent as uh, one of my former uh, bosses and, and really good friends, uh, Jason texted me the article because I guess another one of our uh, cohorts down in Atlanta shared it with them because I guess it's resurfaced. And, uh, and that's like, all he did was like a little winky face. And <laughs> let me, let me read this. Cause I don't want to, I don't want to botch this at all. Cause this will give me a good context <laughs> of just like who I am and, and how I kind of conduct it's myself. It's just so funny how people like shipping culture is just so crazy. Like someone says, Oh yeah, he's a nice guy. And immediately the whole yeah. world is like, ship them. Exactly. It, it, it is why it is wild. Uh, don't, don't want to get down the rabbit hole too much, but somewhat shallow, right? It's uh, like, of course, yeah. People can be kind to each other. Like, I could be like, yeah, like, you're pretty. So what? Like, you're a cool dude. Not in love with you, though. It's okay. Yeah. Like, we'll, we'll hang out and have beers. Like, it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so the article comes in at five o'clock yesterday, and he, he says, You're killing me, Smalls. This is Jason. <laughs> and I said, Haha, I was like, a couple of buddies have sent, to me, uh, sent me that, you know, previously. I was like, Hannah may be a fan, but Alexander is not. <laughs> That's what I said. And uh, he goes, great answer. Stick with Alex. I said, but really. I was like, she's the best. Oh. Yeah, I mean, that, that's how that's how I you know, responded to it. And it's like, you know what? I, I acknowledge it, but I mean, where, where my head's at. Like it's, I'm, I'm all team Alex, and, and that's the way that you know, a partnership should be. Well, everyone wants to know the final question, how you met Alex. Oh, man, if she was here, she'd be giving me so much crap right now. Bring her in. We can circle back. She'd love it. Like I, like I started off earlier, she's a big fan of yours. Aww. Not in, in the like in the most uh, you know, cordial, <laughs> yeah. uh, sincere way, right? Like She's not fangirl. She, she's got a couple of shirts. Print. I mean, it's just it's not. <laughs> she loves you. I love um, her, too. I love her, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so how me and Alex met, or Alexandra. Yeah. I'm really trying to make the Alexandra thing okay. stick. Alexandra, we, how did you meet? It's, it's, a, it's a sign of maturity, <laughs> yes. right? It's like Alex her whole life. And then <laughs> Alexandra, it's like, I, I get it. I like it. I just don't don't call me Kenneth, though. My grandma called me Kenneth. Kenneth, how did you I'm, meet Alexandra? <laughs> so we met actually through my younger sister. So my younger sister currently lives in New York City. But so we met through her, uh, Alex... Alexandra, uh, Alexandra had, had known of me, I'd say, and was aware of me for about three years. So younger sister lived in Charlotte, uh, for that time span. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it was kind of, it became a running joke between their friend group that, you know, Alex would go on a date and she's very similar to me in the sense of like, just doesn't waste her time. She's very busy. She travels a lot for work. So any guy that she dated, it was like, you know, he, he's a catch. Like, he's a good guy. And she right. wouldn't waste her time. Well, she'd get back and, you know, just like guys and girls, you do the rundown. Like, all right, what were they like? like what y'all talk about? And it'd get to a point where it was like a break. And then their friends would chime in. It's like, oh, well, like, it's not Anna's brother. Like, you know, whoever he is, it's not Anna's brother. This is, <laughs> but before the show existed, it was just, you know, hey, she, she respects me. I respect, I, I didn't know who she was at this time, but. Um, yeah, it was just like a, she had a respect for me and appreciation for who I was just from what she heard from Anna and, uh, push come to shove fast forward Anna decides to take a job in New York. So I visit one of my you know, longtime friends going back to college, Brian and his wife, Maddie up at Lake Norman. Mm -hmm. And I told Anna that I would stop by the next day and help her move. So part of the pre moving, which like any good sister would do is like, well, if my brother's coming up, like I'm going to take him to a brewery the day before and get them boozed up. So that way, you know, wakes up just feeling great. 
And uh, <laughs> yeah. so even further context, uh, I had just gotten my dog Penny. She was two and a half months old at the time. Tiny little, like probably the size of my hand, honestly. And uh, so I was like, well, I'll, I'll take her. So I take her up to the lake. And the next day I drive to the breweries. And that's when Alex and I met. And and the rest is history. She she knew who I was. I'd heard her name. I'd never seen her. And uh, yeah, she and I talked probably on and off that day for about three hours. Uh, at least one conversation was probably like an hour and a half total. And as you can tell, like I, there's not much space for you know any any other conversation for you. I'm really trying. That's not my job. <laughs> my job is to make you talk. <laughs> well, you, you're doing a great job. Oh, thank you. <laughs> But, uh, but yes, like I, I still remember though, it's again, being so cheesy. I, I'm not lactose intolerant, but I'm definitely, <laughs> definitely a big, big fan of cheese. And, uh, yeah, so we, okay. so, so we, we talked and I still remember what she was wearing. Uh, she had this like little, uh, like cut off tie, tie back, uh, shirt and, uh, jean shorts. And she had this little like ribbon slash bow in her hair, which to this day, she has not worn a bow in her hair. So. I don't know if it's like, you know, she was really pulling out all the, uh, the stops, but like not trying to, she totally hard. was, she totally was. Yeah, she was, she, she'd admit it. She, if she was sitting next to me right now, she'd be saying the same thing. That's, that's where it all started. Oh. And, uh, oh, what a great story. And that was coming up on 11 months ago. What a beautiful career, a storied career that you have. And I was so thrilled to hear all of it. <laughs> Thank you for giving me this time. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. It's, it's been a pleasure. Uh, again, I love being on. And uh, if, if Alex, whenever she comes home, she's in Virginia right now visiting her uh, her parents. But um, when she returns, I'd at least like to do a FaceTime with the both of you, or we can just record another hour of of just random stuff. Podcast, podcast, or no podcast, we can definitely do it. You know, we're always trying to we're trying to backfill. So we'll, we'll put you on our calendar. We're really busy. <laughs> We, we do have a shared calendar too so it's funny like things will Cute. pop up and uh she she adds a lot more than i do and i just kind of like look through i'm like oh wow like we've got Lulz. stuff to do today oh my gosh well kenny share your um your social needs and and anything you want to share with the peoples to to do that involves you no sure i i mean the majority of my life is i guess well for what i want to show you uh, is on Instagram. Yep. And uh, if you follow me at Kenny Barnes 11, uh, yep, I'm going to be completely transparent. That was my high school football jersey. I was number. like, what's the 11? Come on. All, all the all the Kenny Barneses were taken in the world. <laughs> Barnes underscore Kenny. I wasn't going to use Kenneth. So yeah, so Kenny Barnes 11. Uh, follow me on Instagram. Uh, cur- currently doing a, a couple things locally uh, just you know to help raise uh, money and awareness to the COVID relief efforts that are going on. Yep. Uh, any of the any of the brands that I promote, so I take I've been taking the majority of the proceeds and donating back into local relief efforts. So, uh, if there's any message I can share with people, is just you know continue to stay safe, uh, be smart, try to remain calm. But uh, yeah, just if, if anyone ever has any questions or from Charlotte, don't be uh, shy. Hit us up. We'll, we'll meet up and, and grab some beers. But we'll definitely grab some some beers with you uh, with you guys here shortly. I would freaking love it, Kenneth. Thank you so much. Oh, you you are such a sweetheart. Thank you so much for that. You really should now. Now, well, I appreciate it. Look forward to talking to you soon. And say hi to Alex for me and tell her I love her. Well, I'll, I'll do that right now. Okay. Bye, hun. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. See ya.